With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Jesus is worthy. From the rising of the sun to the going down of the sea. Jesus, you worthy our God is worthy. I just want to thank you, Jesus. You've been so good to me. God is worthy of all the glory. Our God is worthy of all the praise. Saints, once again, in the name of our precious Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, I'm Apostle Robert Bryant, pastor of the Christian Center Church, Kenston, North Carolina, USA. And I'd like to welcome you all once again to another edition of Teaching the Word, where sound doctrine is brought to the ears of thousands of God's people all over the world. Our God is worthy this evening from the rising of the sun to the going down of the sand. May the name of the Lord Jesus be praised. He's worthy. No matter what you are going through, God is still worthy. Jesus is worthy of all the praise. Our God is worthy of all the I just want to thank you, Jesus. You've been so good to me. Yes. I just want to thank you, Master, for being so kind to me. 
again in the mighty and the precious name of Jesus Christ, our soon coming King, our strength, our Redeemer, our very present help in a time of trouble. We thank him today for another opportunity to worship him in spirit and in truth. I want to encourage somebody today and let you to know that every good and perfect gift in your life, it has come from above. Every good and perfect gift comes from God. And since every good and perfect gift comes from our Heavenly Father, we need to thank him. We need to appreciate him. We need to worship him. For those of you that have been worshiping with us, you know we are working on our most recent topic entitled, Satan Will Hit You With His Words. You hit him back with God's words. Satan will hit you and I with his words, his lies, his deceptions, his subtleties, his tricks. You and I, children of God, are to hit him back with God's words. We looked at capital A in our outline, worship and serve God only. We looked at Matthew chapter 4, verse 10, John chapter 4, verse 23. Capital B in our outline, behind me, Satan. Understand that Satan's got a place. It's not in front of you. It's not leading you. It's not directing you, child of God. Satan's place is behind us. We looked at Matthew chapter 16, verse 23, Genesis chapter 19, verse 6, and it brought us down to capital C. Today in our outline, still maintain your integrity. Still maintain your integrity. We looked early today at John chapter 2, verse 3, how that Job even though the adversary was doing all sorts of terrible things in his life, God says that Job still maintained his integrity. Job still continued to do things the right way, even though wrong and bad things were happening around him. I want to encourage you, child of God, under the sound of my voice, what you're going through and what I'm going through may change, but one thing remains the same. God is still on the throne and he has still got you and I. God has promised that he will supply all of our needs according to his riches in Christ Jesus. If we're not careful, sometimes we'll think that the job is what's supplying our needs, or we'll think that family is supplying our needs, or we as pastors, sometimes we'll think congregations are supplying our needs. But God wants us to understand that he is our provider. And that provisions may change, but the provider remains the same. In other words, God may use something else to bless you on Tuesday than what he used on Monday. God may use some, somebody else to put their name on your check on Wednesday than he did on Thursday. God is the provider. And as long as we remain in fellowship and obedience, sensitivity to him, he will see to it that our needs are met according to his riches in Christ Jesus. It brings us on down to Mark chapter 12 and verse 14. We're going to take a look this evening at Mark chapter 12, verse 14. And we're working off a subtopic, still maintain 
your integrity. Now, we talked earlier today about what integrity is. Integrity is the, uh, 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 a knowledge of what is right. It's an inner uh, knowledge of what is right. Now, as we grow in the things of God and as we mature in the things of God, our integrity should grow. You say, Apostle, why is that? Because as we learn more of what is right, we should know more of what is right. God wants us to maintain our integrity. Now, you take a student in school that is just starting out in mathematics. Well, they may not know a whole lot about quantum physics. They may not know a whole lot about algebra. They may, why? Because they, they're at a much le lesser level. They may know a little something about addition. They may know a little something about subtraction. But higher forms of math, they're not going to be familiar with. Why? Because they're just starting out. But as they grow, as they develop, as they mature, as they learn more theories and learn more postulums and learn more about mathematics, they're going to know more about mathematics. Well, so it is when it comes down to the kingdom of God. You know, when we don't know much about what God wants us to do, then, then God, even if we do things that God is not pleased with, he will only beat us or chasten us with few blows. But the more we know, the more God expects. Paul talked about it like this. He said, when I was a child, I thought as a child. I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. But Paul says, when I became a man, I put childish things behind me. Children of God, I want to encourage somebody under the sound of my voice. It's time out for childish things. There's just some grown man things. There's some grown women things that God expects you and I to partake of as we mature. There's some things that when you mature in the things of God, you, already, you don't even have to go far in that to know that that's not going to work. See, God can tell you and God can, when you, when you mature in the things of God, God can tell you about a thing before you even launch out into that thing. So you don't end up wasting a lot of what? Time, energy, and effort. There's some endeavors that God will tell you just, just off the top, just, just don't, even, don't even fool with that. Because God, watch this now, God is not about time wasting. Time is too precious, even though God is eternal. Even though God has no beginning and he has no end, he realizes that time is precious. God's got all the time in creation, but even in that, he realizes that time is precious. Time. God tells us the day you hear my voice, harden not your heart. God understands time. He understands the concept of time and the preciousness of time. You say, Apostle, what are you trying to get us to understand? You and I, child of God, we only got a certain amount of time to do what God has put us in this earth to do. We don't have time for wasting. We don't have time for playing around. We don't have time for, for, for we, God has given us time to do what he has put us here to do. That's it. Anytime we're not doing what God has put us here to do, we are wasting Time. Come on, saints. Let's take a look. We looked at we're looking at capital C in our outline. Still maintain your integrity. And we're going to take a look this evening at the book of Mark, chapter twelve, verse fourteen. Mark, chapter twelve, verse fourteen. From the New International Version, our scripture 
reads as follows. Mark chapter 12, verse 14, they, or the Pharisees and Herodians, came to him, or Jesus, and said, Teacher, we know you are a man of integrity. You aren't swayed by men because you pay no attention to who they are. But you teach the way of God in accordance with the truth. Is it right to pay taxes to Caesar or not? Capital C. Still, what? Maintain your integrity. Let us pray. Father, in the mighty and the precious name of Jesus Christ, we magnify you this evening. We adore you. We worship you. We pause reverently, Father, to give you the glory that you so richly deserve. Father, we pray that we don't become so busy with the cares of this life that we forget about you who is the author of life. As we have gathered, Father, and as your people will gather at various times from various nations to hear the words of your servant, may they be blessed. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, may they hear a word that addresses various uh, events of their life. We know, Father, that you have a word for everything that we are experiencing. You have a direction. You have a plan. You have a way that you want us to carry out everything that our hands have been set to do. Give us wisdom this evening, Father. Give us knowledge. Give us understanding that we may do things the way you want them done, that your name may be glorified, that your name may be honored, and that your name may be praised, and that the purpose in which you have placed us here may it manifest in the mighty and the precious name of Jesus Christ. We ask these things, and we count them done. Amen. And amen. Still maintain your integrity. We have here a situation, children of God, with the Herodians and the Pharisees. You had the Herodians who didn't want to pay any taxes. You had the Pharisees who felt like it was okay. These two groups decided that they were going to come against Jesus. Now, you had the teachers of the law. You had the scribes. You had the Essenes. You had the elders. You had a whole lot of groups that were opposed to Jesus. This is just two of what many groups that were trying to catch Jesus, were trying to trick Jesus, trying to trap Jesus in something that he might say. Now, you say, Apostle, why is that important? What does that got to do with me? Jesus, 2,000 years ago, what's that got to do with me? Well, I'm going to tell you what it got to do with you, child of God. You need to understand that when you stand firm on the word of God, you're going to make a whole lot of enemies. When you stand firm on what God has said, you're going to upset some white folk. 
when you stand firm on what God says, you're going to understand some black, uh, you're going to upset some black folk. When you stand firm on the word of God, you're going to upset some women. When you stand firm on the word of God, you're going to upset some men. When you stand firm on the word of God, you're going to upset some Catholics. When you stand firm on the word of God, you're going to upset some Protestants. When you stand firm on the word of God, you're going to make a whole lot of what? Enemies. These were just two of Jesus' many enemies. Now, they were looking for a way to arrest Jesus because he had spoken parables. See, one of the things Jesus would do is he would speak parables that would be so clear that, that you would be, so des- be described so clear that you knew he was talking about you. <laughs> See, somebody come in here right now and say, Somebody busts in the church door right now and says, you, with the bright red shirt on, you, with the checkered uh, 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 plaid trousers on, you, with the brown sandals on. Well, it wouldn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that you're talking about me. (laughs) Praise God. Well, Jesus would give parables. You know, and he, and he would have to do this because he had a lot of enemies. He had a lot of people that, that, was, that were blinded by the adversary that really wanted to kill him. And he knew it. See, it's one thing when somebody wants to kill you and you don't know it. It's another thing when somebody wants to kill you and you know it. It's one thing when they want to fire you and you don't know it. It's another thing when they want to fire you and you know it. Well, we had one of the saints here. Had to pull. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh, someone aside and let them know that they, they you know. And so, so you say, Apostle, what, what are you driving at? Jesus knew everything his enemies were trying to do to him. Now, I want to encourage you, child of God, on the sound of my voice. This is why you got to get down in this word and stay down in this word. Because what the word of God will do, the Bible says that the word of God is living and active. It's sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to the dividing of soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and motives of the heart. Nothing in all creation is hidden from the eyesight of God. God will begin to let you know what your enemies are planning. Not to scare you, not to shake you up. But God says, I'm not going to have my children, what? Ignorant before men. God said, I'm going to let you know what they planted. God, watch this now. I've seen God let me know stuff that folk were planning, and they hadn't even planned it yet. Why? Because God knows the end from the beginning. God knows what your enemies are going to plan. God knows what your enemies are going to do. So, they sent some of the Pharisees and Herodians to Jesus to catch him in his words. Now, now here's the, now here's the thing, children of God. Now, God said, Robert, if you want to not be caught in your words, say what I'm telling you to say. We get caught in our words when we're saying some stuff other than what God say. See, because our, our words are... are, are are trappable. God's words are untrappable. Oh, come on, come on, come on now. Come on, come on. What? Our words are trappable. 
God's words are untrappable. What did we say the topic was? Satan will hit you with his words. You hit him with God's words. You hit him back with God's words. Jesus only spoke God's words. Now, see, you know, when we talking, man, we mess around and might say that, you know, uh, Abe Lincoln was the first president. You know, we make mistakes. We'd be saying, and one of the saints is looking up because, you know, George Washington was the first president. We'd be making mistakes. But God doesn't make any mistakes. His words are perfect. His words are flawless. So even with these groups, now what I'm seeing in the spirit here, I'm seeing Jesus got the pill now, got the basketball. God has given me a, a basketball parable. In basketball, you know there's a certain way you trap. See, you, you all know that I was a coach. There's a certain way you launch a trap on an individual. There's a certain body position that you've got to get yourself in. We would tell our, our young men when we would teach the trap that you've got to get perpendicular. Now, you're going to block the ball from going straight. You're going to block the ball from going to a particular side. Lock your feet so they can't split the trap. So I'm seeing the Herodians as one defender that's planning to launch a trap against Jesus. Jesus is dribbling the ball up the court, much like LeBron James. Here comes Steph Curry. Here comes Clay Thompson to launch a trap. Here come the Pharisees. Here come the Herodians. What? To catch Jesus and trap him in his word. Mm -hmm. All right. We've got a visual picture now. The Bible says they came to him and said, Teacher, we know that you are a man of integrity. Now, this is, this is where you've got to really be careful now because People a lot of times don't even realize that they testify against their own self. A lot of times people don't even, you know, I, you know, I, I, I think about, you know, some things Jesus had said uh, to one particular group. You know, they were coming up to Jesus and they were calling him Lord, you know, Lord, you know. And Jesus said, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and then don't do what I say? See, that's a, that's a, you know, it's almost like a con. See, you're testifying against yourself. If you're calling Jesus Lord and then you don't do what he say, you don't even realize that you, you, you're positioning yourself for a serious chastisement. These Herodians and Pharisees come up to Jesus, said, Teacher, we know you are a man of integrity. Well, I'm hearing Jesus in the spirit, even though he didn't go this deep. He didn't, he didn't get into it like, quite like that right there. But I'm hearing Jesus in the spirit. If you know I'm a man of integrity, why are you trying to trap me? If you know I'm a man of integrity, why are you not following me? If you know I'm a man of integrity, why are you, instead of joining the ministry, you out trying to do everything you can to fight against the ministry? If you know that they said, Jesus, we know that you are a man of integrity. It reminds me of Nicodemus, member of the Jewish what? Ruling council. Come to Jesus at night talking about we know that you are a teacher sent from God, for no one could perform the, moral, the miracles you are performing if God was not with him. Now, Jesus didn't go into that either. But if you know, then how come you ain't a part of it? How come you ain't supporting? You testifying against yourself. The Bible says here they come up with out of their mouth. They said, teacher, we know you are a man of integrity. You aren't swayed by men because you pay no attention to who you are. But yet you trying to trap me? What does that say about you? 
if you, Jesus, look, if you know I'm a man of integrity and you trying to trap me, what does that really say about you? Because if you know I'm a man of integrity, you ought to be a part of what I got going. You teach the way of God in accordance with the truth. Now, some of you all out there on the side of my boys. Oh, we got people from all kind of different nations, kindreds, and touched in there. You know, you don't listen at this broadcast, you don't listen at Apostle Brian long enough to know. Therefore, I ain't saying I'm perfect and make mistakes, like, but you know that I'm teaching the way of God in accordance with what? What's the word? What did it say? You're teaching the way of God in, huh? in accordance with truth. In other words, the Herodians and the Pharisees, and the Pharisees who loved money, they knew Jesus won't like them because them jokers were trying to get money up out of you like a whole lot of you jokers is doing today. Every time you turn around, Pharisees had some other, some other craziness that they were trying to get money out of, of people. They knew Jesus won't like that. You don't even read too much about Jesus even asking for too much money. Now, he instructs us in 1 Corinthians, you know, by the Holy Spirit, 1 Corinthians chapter 16, on the first day of the week, we're supposed to lay aside a sum of money in keeping with our income for the, for the church. He instructs us there. He instructs us in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, up around verse 7, that each one of us should, uh, each man should give to the work of the Lord what he has decided in his heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion. But you don't even read much about Jesus asking for any offerings, not during his ministry. But even in that, people gave. Luke chapter 8, you'll find out he had a whole group of women that followed his ministry, that supported him, what? Out of, his, out of their own means. But the Pharisees, on the other hand, they loved money. And when Jesus would be talking and teaching and trying to bring men into holiness and trying to bring men into righteousness, they would be sneering at Jesus. Why? Because their, their, their motivation was different. See, when people got different motivation, that's why the Bible asks a question. I was sharing this with one, one brother earlier today. When the Bible asks a question, how can two walk together unless they agree? If my motivation is bringing souls into the kingdom of God, your motivation is putting money in your pocket, we're gonna, there ain't no way we're going to be able to walk together because we've got different motivations. We've got different motivations. We'll, we'll find out. If I'm going to New York and we're going to California, pretty, and I'm going to New York and you're going to California, pretty soon we're going to we're gonna have to say goodbye. We'll be moving in different directions. How can two walk together? How? God is that how? Can two walk together unless they agree? So these, the Herodians, the Pharisees, various other groups, they knew what kind of man Jesus was, but yet they still tried to come against him. That's craziness. They don't even realize that what they have said is, we know that you are a righteous man, and yet we're still coming against you. That's crazy. Let me children of God out there. <laughs> That's crazy for you to come against a righteous man or a righteous woman. Let me tell you how Jesus said this thing. Jesus said that those who cause people to sin or the things that cause people to sin are bound to come. Should be up around uh, Luke chapter 17. 
those, those the, the, you know, the things that cause people to sin are bound to come, but woe to him through whom they come. It would be better for him to have a millstone tied around his neck and for him to be drowned in the depths of the sea than to cause one of these little ones who believe in me to sin. It's crazy to come against righteousness because what you will find at the end of the day is that you can't win against righteousness. What these groups had to find out at the end of the day with all of their tricks and traps and attempts to, to, that, they could, that they couldn't stop the move of God in Jesus' life, they couldn't stop the mission of God, they couldn't stop the program of God. You say, Apostle, what they got to do with me? Understand, child of God, I don't care what your enemies do to you, say to you, how they treat you, they can't stop the move of God in your life. Talking about still what? Maintain your integrity. Folk that don't like you, we're gonna have some of them. You can't stop the move of God in my life. Folk that's backbiting me, that we're gonna have some of them, but you can't stop the move of God in my life. Folk that's jealous, folk that's envious, folk that you can't stop the move of God. That's one reason that I love Christianity. It turns us into unstoppable forces. We have been supernaturally empowered. The scripture asks a question, what shall separate you from the love of God? Angels, demons, the past, the present. Who, who, what, what, who? Child of God. Now, here's the thing. Now, here's where the adversary get a lot of us if we ain't careful. He, if we ain't careful, he'll make us think that they can. <laughs> he'll make us think. He'll make us think, ooh, they going to get me. Ooh, if I don't do like they say, they going to get me. Who is they? want to encourage you, child of God, under the sound of my voice, that greater is he that is in you than any day that is trying to stop you, than any day that is trying to bring you down, than any day that has come against you. Greater is he that is in you than all the days. Is it right to pay taxes to Caesar or not? Should we pay or shouldn't we? Let's make this thing plain, Jesus, so we can get you. <laughs> see, see, you got to understand, child of God. If you don't understand, child of God, you got to understand, there's some folk out there that want to what? They want to get you. Oh, there's some folk out there that want to get your wife. There's some folk out there that want to get your husband. There's some folk out there that want to get your job. There's some folk out there that want to get you. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Some folk out there that want to get you. But the Bible says Jesus knew their hypocrisy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. See, and it's important, child of God, for you to know folks' hypocrisy. It's important. It's important because if you don't know. See, 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 if I'm watching television and I don't know that uh, – Marcus Welby is not a doctor. I might get bad off sick and try to go to Marcus Welby's office and, and get healed. I'm going to be in a whole lot of trouble because Marcus Webby is not what a doctor. If I don't, give me, give me somebody that play a part, a, a popular part in a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a TV show. Give me somebody. 
Doctor McDreamy, what's his name? What is his name, Doctor McDreamy? Uh, well, one thing, he's not a doctor. So if I get, I need to know that so that when I get shown up sick, I won't be going to him for nothing. Bible says to know those who labor among you. You need to know those who are hearing from God and those who are not. You need to know those who have a word from God and those who do know. Bible says Jesus knew their hypocrisy. See, I, it, it, Jesus, and watch this, Jesus know all our hypocrisy. <laughs> but then I also hear the Lord say, Robert say, God said, Robert, not only do I know your hypocrisy, I know your righteousness. Jesus knew their hypocrisy. And watch this now. And, and see, this is what we got to do. Now, Jesus, Jesus wants the kind to be mincing a whole lot of words. Jesus sees you doing something crazy. Jesus sees you with some crazy plans. Jesus sees you with something crazy you got going on. Jesus said, why are you trying to trap me? You know, sometimes you got to bust right out because folk, you know, folk be trying to act like, you know, you don't know nothing. You know, just go on and bust right out. It's on the down. Just go on and bust right out. Why are you trying to fire me? Why are you trying to kill me? Why are you trying to steal my money? Why are you trying to take my wife? So we we can all we can so so we not you know like like you got the wool pull over my eyes and like Jesus said why are you trying to trap me? Let's get let's get, let's talk turkey now. Jesus said let's talk turkey. Jesus said look I don't so so that you're not running around him thinking I don't know what you really trying to do. Cause see sometimes you empower people when they think they they got something over on you. They think that you don't you don't know what's really going on. You know they why Jesus bust right out. Why are you trying to trap me? Now put you on the defensive. Now you come up with something crazy. You wanted me to come up with something crazy. Now that I done hit you with God's word, now you got to come up with something crazy. Because anybody that's trying to come up with anything against God's word is coming up with something crazy. I wish somebody would write that down. Give me a notebook. I'll write that one down. Anybody that's what? Trying to come up with something against God's word, they're coming up with something crazy. We're about done, children of God. Jesus said, so why are you trying to trap me? Let's, let's go on, let's go on and let the rubber meet the road now. We so we're not doing anything all in, all in secret. You know, y'all really trying to trap me, and I don't know y'all trying to trap me, and y'all think I, I might have an idea that y'all trying to trap me, but y'all trying to wait and see if I really know. Hey, why are you trying to trap me? Jesus said, bring me a denarius. Bring me one of these Roman coins right here. Let me look at it. They brought the coin, and Jesus asked them, whose portrait is this? Whose inscription? He said, Apostle, well, what is it? Jesus, Jesus full well understood the difference between what was Caesar's and what was God. But see, sometimes no. In other words, what Jesus was trying to do was he, he was trying to clear something up here. Because he ended up saying, render unto Caesar that which is Caesar's, 
render unto God that which is God. Now, you make the determination as to what Caesar's, and you make the determination as to what's God. Because when you get a revelation from God, see, and this is why some of us ain't got a revelation yet. When you get a revelation from God, you realize that everything belongs to God. Oh, man, when you, you know, when you realize that everything belongs to God anyway, what problem is it to give Caesar what Caesar's asking for taxes? Oh, take that. Go ahead on that. Because everything is God's anyway, and the wealth of the wicked is what? Laid up in store for the righteous. Oh, child of God, don't you get upset about losing some money or somebody took some money or losing a job or losing All the wealth of the wicked is laid up in store for us anyway. All that gold is laid up in store for us anyway. Because the righteous will inherit the what? Earth. All that silver is laid up in store for us anyway. All the wicked men and women, they got their hands on little stuff. They're doing little stuff now. But look, look, look. They won't, it, the wealth of the wicked is laid up in store for the righteous. You just be righteous. What are we talking about? We're talking about still maintain your what? Integrity. Integrity is inner righteousness. You just, you just do right. You just keep yourself focused on doing right. Tricks and tricks and, 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 and stuff of the Herodians, tricks and tricks and tricks of the, of the uh, Pharisees, tricks and traps. And I ain't got time for all that stuff y'all is into, man. Let me just do right. Let me just keep right on doing right. Because what I know that if I keep right on doing right, my God. not going to have me begging bread. God, my God, is not going to see me forsaken, nor my seed begging bread. Let me just keep doing right. You just keep doing right. Keep doing right. Keep doing right. So I'm like, Apostle, what am I going to do? Pastor, what am I going to do? Keep doing right. They trying to get me. What am I going to do? Keep doing right. Because if they're going to get me, going to get me. If God lets you get me, you can get me. God let them get Jesus. You do know that the only reason why they was able to get Jesus was because God let them get Jesus. Well, sometimes God going to let them get us. Sometimes. But God is still in control. Caesar's, they replied. Then Jesus said to them, Give to Caesar what is Caesar's, and to God what is God. And they were amazed at him. Well, what did Jesus do? Ah, Jesus split the trap. Good good basketball players are taught. So you got to, in basketball, you got to know how to split the trap. There's a whole lot of ways to split the trap in basketball. Oh, man, many times they used to try to trap me. But you got to see one of the one of the one of the best ways to to split the trap in the game of basketball. Trap means two people come get on you, make you do something crazy. Oh, I love trapping. As a coach, I love trapping because what I know is that as a coach, if you don't know how to split the trap or you don't recognize a trap, I'm gonna get you. You're gonna throw the ball right to us in a minute. So you say, Apostle, what are you talking about? In the natural, as a basketball player, you need to know how to split the trap. In the spiritual. As a child of God, you need to know how to split the trap. I'm going to give you a couple of, couple of instances, a couple of techniques to split the trap. In spiritual, we're talking spiritual now, we're talking church. Is this church or is this basketball? We're talking this is church. How to split the trap. Jesus split the trap. 
one of the first ways in splitting the trap. In, in the natural, now, you're playing basketball and you see two men coming at you, all the common sense ought to tell you that pass the ball. Somebody's open. If two men is coming to me and it's five on five all day, y'all ain't going, ain't going into six for y'all and five on us, that means that there's somebody somewhere that is open. Pass the ball. One of the first ways to deal with a trap is keep yourself out of a situation where they can trap you. <laughs> Try to stay away from tricky, tracky, trappy folk if you can. Check with God in the first place to see if you even need to be around trippy, trappy folk. See the trap coming and pass the pill. I ain't, see, see, now they all got to do something different because I ain't even there. I ain't even got the ball. No need to trapping me. I ain't got the ball. All right, that's one technique. Technique number two, because Jesus found himself, you know, in the midst of these Pharisees and Herodians who had launched a trap on him. Now, here is Jesus. David, you all have launched a trap. Well, one of the second methods in splitting a trap in the game of basketball, once the trap comes and gets set real, real good, they teach you to step through. Protect the ball and step through. Yeah, you got one, one man right here, another man right here, you step through. Jesus would do this a whole lot of times. He'd, he'd step through the trap. Step, walk right through the crowd. Just walk right through the crowd. Maintaining his integrity and keep right on stepping. Maintain your integrity and walk right off that job. Maintain your integrity and walk right out of that crazy relationship. Maintain your integrity and keep right on stepping. I'm Jesus. Look at what Jesus said. The Bible says Jesus said they knew their hypocrisy and asked a question. He said, why are you trying to trap me? Jesus said, look, don't you understand that that is not even going to work? What you trying to do? Third method, third technique is to understand, child of God, that you can't be trapped. It's not going to work. You say, Apostle, how are you going to say this now? Because the Bible says that all things work together for good for those who love the Lord and have been called according to his purpose, even if what my enemies think they did to me happened to me. It's going to turn together. It's going to work together for my good. Jesus said, why are you trying, trying to trap me? Your enemy's trying to push you down. Well, God has come back and said, even though a righteous man may fall seven times, he'll rise again. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. They tried to kill Jesus. Jesus went on, gave up the ghost. But three days later, he rose again from the dead. It's not going to work. She said, you're trying, you're trying, see. And understand this, child of God, it makes no sense to try something that's not going to work. 
It's not going to work. That, that, that doesn't even have, the, that doesn't even have there's, no, there's no possibility of that working. There's no possibility of catching God and saying something wrong. It's not That's why Jesus said, why are you trying to trap me? Because Jesus said, look, what you don't understand is there's no way God is going to say something wrong. Peter might. James might. John might. The disciples might. But there's no way. Pastor Brian might. T.D. Jakes might. Craft low dollar, but Jesus, look, there's no way that God's going to say anything wrong. Jesus didn't say, why are you trying to trap Peter? Oh, they trapped Peter pretty good. Won't you with Jesus? No, I won't with Jesus. See, see, now we, don't, we, <laughs> we got a problem. But you won't trap God. You won't find God saying anything wrong. Jesus said, why are you trying to trap me? You say, Apostle, what are you trying to get us to say? That's why we got to stick with God's word. Because what you you gonna at the end of the day, what you're gonna find out with God is the same thing that I think it was Pilate found out. Pilate, after examining Jesus and questioning Jesus and talking with Jesus and looking for looking for, you know, trying to find I find what? No fault in him. No fault. There's no fault, child of God, in the word of God. There's no fault, child of God, in the will of God. There's no fault in the ways of God. And that's why God said, that's why I want you to stand and plant yourself, root yourself right in the center of what I have said. Friends may come and friends may go. People may be with you and people may be against you. Heaven and earth might even pass away. You might look up in heaven. God said you might look up and heaven and earth has passed away. But my word shall stand forever. Dig yourself down. I encourage you under the sound of my voice, dig yourself down real, real good in the word now. Just dig yourself down real, real good. You got certain animals that when stuff comes to try to get them, they just dig themselves down real, real good and they burrow. Dig yourself real, real down in the word of God. And you will maintain your integrity. won't be able to be trapped. Any trap that the adversary launches against it, God will deliver you from the fowler's what? Snare. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, thank you again this evening, Father, for everything you've shared with us. We pray that your word has been a blessing and inspiration, a source of uplift and encouragement to your people in the four corners of the earth. Wherever these words are heard and whenever these words are heard, may your people be blessed in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. May your name, which is above all other names, be glorified, exalted, and praised. Father, we pray. Someone has been convicted and converted at the preaching and teaching of your word this evening and that souls have been saved. Someone is crying out someplace in this, in this world, what must I do to be saved? Father, we pray that they will confess with their mouth and believe in their heart the Lord Jesus and that God has raised them from the dead that they may be saved. For it is a simple method to be saved, Father. We thank you for your simplicity. We thank you, Father, for your direction. We thank you, Father, for your leadership. May the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the love of God, the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit, rest, rule, and abide henceforth now and forevermore. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, children of God, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. May God bless you and heaven smile on you in Jesus' name. Saints, you can reach us through email at thechristensternchurch at gmail.com. Check out our website at www.rchurch.com backslash member backslash t backslash tccc feel free to join us on talk shoes recast youtube and itunes at 9 a.m 6 p.m daily on talk shoe call 724-444-7444 enter id 17959 
a spreecast, type in Robert Bryan on YouTube and the Christian Center Church channel. You can see excerpts of Apostle Robert Bryan on YouTube. Donations should be sent by using the donation button on the church website or our talk show homepage. God bless you and heaven smile you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.